Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to an honest review of 1982's The Thing. Now, before we get into this with Kofi's description of the plot, just need to say that this was requested to the show by a very long-standing member of the Ghoul Gang, Ghoul Gang certified Michael Dickinson, so thank you very much, mate. Uh, so there's going to be some spoilers ahead in this one, as always, so you have been warned. Kofi, what is The Thing about? The Thing is about a group of Americans doing some research in the Antarctic, they encounter an alien that's able to imitate any other life form that it comes across, and we follow this whole crew on their search to pretty much destroy it. The film begins, as films do, and we see a man in a <laughs> chopper chasing a fucking dog across the Antarctic snow. That got me a little bit confused mm-hmm. to start off with. <laughs> yes! It's a very sudden start. It really is. These guys are about as accurate as I am in Call of Duty with their snipers. They're like... <laughs> circling the dog aren't they man yeah oh. and they're like point blank at some points and still miss the fucking dog but <laughs> luckily you know because these bastard Norwegians are trying to kill a doggo lucky there's some drunk Americans they don't take too kindly to them there Norwegians <laughs> Trying to shoot them, their huskies. <laughs> so they do what any American would do in this situation and get out a gun. <laughs> Blow their rooting, tooting, helicopter shooting, motherfucking loving. <laughs> <laughs> they do get shot first, though, don't they? It's because he's got shit mm-hmm. in and he misses the dog. Yeah, and then he just blows himself up anyway. <laughs> I love the guy that finally saves the day. It's just your typical, like, American, old-time, cowboy-type American who just smashes a window for no reason whatsoever and then uses his pistol like a sniper rifle and just manages to, like, shoot a guy in the head from, like, half a mile across the camp. Even though you, they, no one could shoot a dog from point blank, he can fucking, with a, with a six-shooter, fucking pinpoint accuracy from miles away. <laughs> I love it. What I do love about the, the helicopter scene is after it, like, um... Wait, no, not even after it blows up. The part where it does blow up is because one of the Norwegians has a grenade and goes to throw it at the dog, and he just launches it back <laughs> by accident. So it's Norwegian directions, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Momentum goes backwards <laughs> in Norway. I love like the other one. Instead of going shit, he's dropped a live grenade. Run! What he does is try and dig it out of the snow and just gets blown up for it. Is it? Is it dig it out of the snow? I thought he was trying to like cover it with more snow, thinking that that would have an impact. But then like the chopper blows up. <laughs> And the crew extinguish the fire with fire extinguishers. It's like you're in the middle of the Antarctic. Just let the fire do its thing. They got a weird fucking doctor down there. They fly somewhere and and they find like a partially frozen dead person. And they go inside and they find a burned body that they take back. I thought it was really well done. How the dog, you know, could copy things. I quite I quite liked, you know, that obviously it it gets in with the dogs, doesn't it? And it kind of takes over the uh, all of a sudden all these like worm things start coming out of it and slapping about but then when the dogs try and escape that cage because obviously they're scared one of them can just bite through sheer fucking metal apparently I mean huskies are notorious for being escape artists anyway right because they they're always bored because they want to run around so surely if the dogs are just locked away in this metal cage and these dogs are capable of eating through metal they would have done it they would have done it before this weird spider thing (laughs) Appeared. Yeah. 
the practical effects in this film are just so good for the age of the film. I couldn't understand how they actually pulled this off. Like the um the the upside down fucking spider head. <laughs> yeah. That blew my mind when I watched it the first time. One of the guys he stops breathing when he get the defibrillator out, and eventually the hands of like the doc go straight through <laughs> the belly, and it turns into like loads of teeth and <laughs> bites his hands off. Mm. And then the head like falls off when it gets flame forward, and the head's just crawling around on the floor with the eyes rolling about as well, like m- moving and the tongue's waggling to try and like get some leverage and stuff. And then yeah, the head just sprouts like spider legs, doesn't it? And like two eye stalks come out of like what is the chin part? Yeah, man, it's mental. The film in itself was a pretty good film. My favorite kind of bits of the film, I would say, are the um, weirdly the stuff where the thing isn't around and it's all the hysteria and the suspicion of who could be mm. an assimilation because Blair the one of the scientists sort of calculates that there's a 75% chance that one of the crew is an assimilation yeah yeah I did like the bit where they were all tied up and he's like testing the blood to see who it might be by heating the blood yeah. up oh, and it's like great scene every single one you're expecting it to be them and it's not and then eventually kind of one of them just starts fucking shaking in their seat and it blows its way out of them and then you know they're all tied up next to each other so then people are like almost attached to it at the same time and mm-hmm. uh, yeah that that whole bit was really well done and and the way it was like i guess like you're saying like that kind of almost like murder mystery isn't it it's like picking them off one by one mm. trying to figure it out i guess this film is basically cluedo isn't it basically cluedo <laughs> yeah cluedo in the antarctic with norwegians yeah in the antarctic with a flamethrower <laughs> in the science <laughs> yeah. in the science lab it does turn a bit weird like all of a sudden at the end because the doctor escapes doesn't he blair they go find him and he's just made a fucking some sort of ufo flying device thing they obviously blow it up because they don't want the thing to get anywhere finding out that blair is the thing and then he kills one of the other guys by putting his hands like inside his face his claws go through his cheeks the guy who did the special effects rob botman he was only 22 mm, when he started sick. work on the thing uh, and he went on to do robocop total recall he did seven so really fucking talented bloke and i like this because the thing is constantly changing and assimilating into different people or different animals it's got multiple variations mm. throughout the film rather than just being one solid thing and i think that kept it quite interesting you never really knew what it was going to turn into next or how it would look or how it would act overall though this film was a bit of a flop when it came out it had a 15 million budget but only got 19.6 million at the box office in north america i don't really know where it was what about in norway how about in oh box office hits me it was a smash <laughs> it just went backwards it just went back <laughs> it started off with 100 million box offers and then it was like 90 80 oh shit we're going backwards what, we're losing money what the fuck people are unseeing the film <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it didn't do that well financially. And John Carpenter, the, the director of it, was super proud of it. And he, he still considers it to be his favourite work he's ever done. And over the years, it's gained more and more love uh, and appreciation. But at the time, it took a while for it to kind of kick off. And I think it's interesting watching it now in the wake of COVID. I've kind of viewed it in a different way, mainly on the hysteria part. You could have it, I could have it. We don't really know who's who, who's being truthful, who's being a liar. And if you kind of worked in an environment 
during COVID where like you know people who've got it and they're like oh have you been in contact with them lately are you in their circle are you in their bubble when's the last time you've seen them when have you been isolating from it's all those kind of like questions that people like start asking even just in terms of disease because I mean you know you had AIDS that was kicking around at the time as well are you likening this film to AIDS that is horrific (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'm just trying to think of influence you can't say this film was like the AIDS panda because it's <laughs> no, not like that, but in terms of how people interact with each other. Imagine you, you watch this film and you're like, oh, I understand how AIDS works now. It's- I'm just, right, I'm cutting this entire thing. Stop, 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 I'm cutting the whole thing. I've got no fucking clue where to segue in here. Uh, the fucking thing turns up, doesn't it? Some bombs set off by Mac, what's his name, McCready? Uh, the thing turns into, like, some absolute huge snake, octopus, person, dog, monster, destroys the detonator, McCready explodes the entire base, leaving the thing possibly dead and them two freezing to death. Even though there's loads of fire that they could go sit next to to stay warm, but they decide to sit in a very quiet corner that does, has no fire <laughs> while they're shivering and freezing to death. All in all, it was actually a pretty good film with some surprisingly amazing special effects for the time that it was brought out. I'd definitely watch it again. Yeah, overall pretty solid. I'd probably give it like an AIDS out of 10. Oh my god, you could have <laughs> yeah, I wish we had face caps for this because I'm probably fucking uh... dying in here. <laughs> Just end on that. Just end on Kofi going. I'm f- I'm fucking sweating. <laughs> <laughs>